When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. here with the gold standard network no rob he might pop in but i'm going to be hosting tonight obviously the niners kicked the living crap out of the cowboys couldn't have gone any better uh, this is about as excited as i can get I, I i don't know what to say about these 49ers anymore I, I i know it's a little premature but i think after this game the reaction should be at what point do we start talking about where this team stacks up with the best 49er teams of all time very early but this team has now a history of winning. So I do think that that's something that's going to start becoming more and more of a conversation. This game in particular, there's no negative. Like the, the only thing that didn't really work is the run game didn't get going till late, but it worked well enough, right? This game was Brock Purdy's national coming out party. I think it, it's no longer people questioning how much of it is him and how much of it is Kyle. It's now, all right, he's just good. And he happens to be in a great system with a great play caller as well. I think that's the big takeaway. Brock Purdy, by the way, he had 252 yards. Obviously, he's pulled early. It's his first ever career four-touchdown game, three of those going to Kittle. Look, he's on pace to set the franchise record for passing yards. He's on pace for over 4,300 yards passing. He's on pace for 31 passing touchdowns. 
Uh, I think 38 total touchdowns when you add them, add in the rushing touchdowns. He is legitimately, if not the leader for MVP, right there with anybody else for leading for MVP this season. And th- that's really what you got to say. Uh, as far as this show goes, I want to say we might have Michelle pop in. I know she mentioned on her Gold Digger show that she might pop in for a little bit. Uh, Rob might pop in from the stadium. I don't know when those are going to happen. They have not been in contact. Obviously, they might not pop in. But if they do, we're going to add them to the stream. We're going to start talking about them. You know, keep your comments coming in. I'm going to go to those quite a bit since I'm by myself. It's going to be a pretty heavy comment show. And we do have one first super chat to get in here from Larkin. Thank you for the super chat. It says Cowboys packed it up at halftime. Uh, I, I would disagree with that. The Cowboys didn't pack at all. <laughs> they didn't show up. They got their butts whooped. It, it, 42 to 10 was the last I saw. I came down here before the end, so I don't know if that's how it actually ended. I'm guessing that they did not end up scoring at the end, but 42-10. That, that's a butt whooping. This was supposed to be, you know, the game of are the 49ers for real? Are they not, right? Or not? Are they the true contenders? How good are the Cowboys? The Cowboys, you know, were the point differential leaders. They had beat the crap out of, you know, the the Giants more than the Niners beat them. So were they really better? No, the Cowboys are not on the 49ers level. The Cowboys are not, in my opinion, true contenders, right? To me, the Cowboys, I think they're too soft. I think they like to play the tough guy. And when they go against crap teams, they can play that well. You see that with, you know, Parsons. What do you do in this game? Nothing. He got his butt whooped. He got pushed around. When they play a true physical team, and there is no team as physical as the 49ers. The 49ers are at a different level when it comes to that. They can't hang. They are the playground bully that can't back it up. That's what the Cowboys are, and the 49ers proved it once again tonight by beating the crap out of them. I mean, 42-10. to 10, that, That's... I want to say it's as bad as a butt whooping as you can get, but we had the Dolphins, you know, put up 70 points on a team this year. So clearly it's not. It's just insane. Give me your takes, you know, from this game too. Like, are you all sold on Purdy at this point? Is he, are you willing to say he's the franchise quarterback? You know, I know Rob's not quite there. He's with, it doesn't matter how good of a quarterback somebody is. He wants to give it a season or two at this point. I'm calling it. He's the franchise. He is the real deal. Like I said before, it's not just Kyle Shanahan and all the talent around him. He is really, really, really good. And I've said before on the gold standard when I'm talking with Rob, I think he has two elite traits, pre-snap recognition and then progression after the snap. And those might be the two best things for a quarterback to have because it means they're always going to know where to go with the ball. And they're going to know the blitz is coming from here. I need to get it out. This is where it's likely going to be open. And we see that time and time again, right? So to me, he is the real deal. He's he's our quarterback now and for the foreseeable future. It's a perfect marriage. His talent with Kyle Shanahan, you know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't need the the guy with the massive arm. He doesn't need the ad-liver. Those come in handy, obviously. Purdy, I think, is pretty good at ad living. Doesn't have the rocket arm. Doesn't need it. You know, he had enough, he had the the touchdown to to Kittle, the first one. It was thirty six yards in or thirty yards in the air, from what I counted. You know, he was six yards deep in, in the end zone. You're not going to throw too many more 
than that. And he had uh, one that was in the 40s last week. So he's got the enough of an arm to make everything work. And the, there's there's two big takeaways. I, I know I've talked about Purdy quite a bit already, but also the defense. The defense dominated. I'll, I'll get into them. I'll go through the drives, all of that. The defense, I mean, they brought their A-plus game, not just their A game. I got another super chat here. Looks like I, I'm guessing that's New Zealand, the NZ there for the $2. I appreciate the super chat. It's uh, I am definitely going to butcher this name. Sparther Kiwi Warrior. Rob now has to go to every game, laugh out loud. Uh, that's going to be hard for Rob. He lives in Connecticut. Like he, he could not live further from San Francisco. Like there, there's not, maybe Miami would be further, but he's about as far as you can get from San Francisco. This was his first ever uh, 49ers game, period. Certainly, you know, first home game, first time in Levi's, all of that. First time for him. He's taking a red-eye flight, by the way. He's headed for the airport soon. I'm guessing he might pop in here uh, briefly since it it went so well. I think if it (laughs) went the other way, he might not. But, uh, yeah, Rob, if he can attend more games, we would certainly appreciate it because uh, it went quite well, right? But as far as the defense, boy, they they did well. I want to go through the drives here because I wrote them down. This is how the game started. All the way through the end, three and out, three and out, fumble, three and out. They allowed the 178 yard touchdown drive and then a three and out. And then you had the drive to end the first half where they were going to try to score, but then they got sacked on second down and they said, all right, we're, we're giving up. And then in the second half, it was the field goal to start. And then it was interception, interception, interception. And they pulled their starters. Dak, Dak got pulled. And they still didn't do anything. It was a, a punt. And at the end of the game, they didn't score. I don't know if they got first downs or what before the end of the game. But, you know, the defense dominated. Fred Warner clearly was a big part of that. But you had a Bosa sack. You, you had all kinds of players making plays in this game. Even the uh, the uh, first interception, Hufanga's blitz affected Dak. And that's what led him to overthrow and allow Gibson to get that interception. The defense was phenomenal. In this game, we got another super chat from uh, Larkin here. Appreciate it. He said, Purdy is him. I'm sold. Also loving you're doing great solo. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly uh, a little different when I'm not with Rob. I, I do try to change my demeanor uh, when I'm with Rob because he is so high energy. So I try to kind of bring balance, so to speak. You know, he might be the dark side. I'm the light side. Uh, <laughs> can put it that way. But this 49ers team, what is their weakness? Like, Give me a weakness. You can say right tackle, but it hasn't hurt them because Purdy's pre-snap recognition. I think that goes a long way to limiting any issues they might have with the offensive line. Obviously, the right guard, Burford, he had a bad penalty in this game that ended up not hurting them. He had that hold that took away the IU long completion. But then Purdy came right back on third and 14, very next play, and got a long completion to Debo to get the first down. This team is just dominant, and it doesn't have a weak a weak part of it. You know, Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league so far this season. Purdy is playing as well as any quarterback in the league this season. Ayuk is the legitimate number one. Debo might be number two. I think you, you certainly have to make that argument now. But as the number two, 
he might be the best number two in the entire league. Obviously, he's a unique offensive weapon. He had some rushing in this game. You have Kittle, one of the best tight ends. Like, they don't have a weakness on offense and on defense. Obviously, the defensive line is great. The linebackers are the best in the league. And the secondary is doing well enough. They do have one weakness, which is the nickel. And Isaiah Oliver did get beat on that touchdown. But they hold up well enough because when it's just one spot, I think the rest of the team can kind of help and limit that, right? I got I got some super chats I want to get into, but we're going to talk more about the defense because the defense, this was eliminating all the doubts that had started to creep in about Wilkes and is this defense going to be at the same level that it was last year when it let, was number one in, in yards and and all of that. Um, <laughs> I, I got this super chat here from Kyle McAndrews. I appreciate the super chat. He says, don't give this to Rob. Can't wait to see Skip and Irwin react to this. A beautiful. Uh, yeah, Skip's in for a, a, a rough day, a rough week, even probably a couple weeks late. <laughs> he obviously can't be too happy about, about this. But um, another super chat here. I'm trying to figure out how this works because it's not taking me to the super chat. But um, let me bring this one up here if I can. I'll have to go find Emmanuel. I'll get back to the super chats here in a second. Um, but it is crazy, is it not? Like this this team five and zero. Oh, by the way, I, I should get into the, the, the being five and zero oh and and the win streak and all that. Uh, first, here's that super chat I was looking for. Uh, Tanes, I, I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. I, it's tough with uh, usernames. Uh, I have a hard enough time with just names, as Rob likes to point out to me. But Tanes says we got to get a super chat record tonight just to get Rob's. Goat. Uh, I, I definitely would not mind that. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep the super chats coming, keep the super chats coming. If you just got regular chats, I'll try to get to them. There's a lot of people talking, so it's kind of a lot to be the one talking and get to the chats. You know, uh, Rob tends to go to the chat while I'm talking. But this team, 5-0, and they won the last 10 games of the regular season last year. So that's 15 straight regular season wins. That ties the franchise record. They're within striking distance now of really climbing up the list. I think they're right now tied for like, uh, I think, seventh best win streak all time in NFL history. Uh, But if they win one more, I think they jump all the way to fourth because there's like three or four teams tied at 16. But they haven't had anything go wrong since Purdy took over. And other than obviously the one game that I don't want to talk about where definitely stuff went wrong. But this team is 5-0. For only the second time in franchise history since the start of 1991 season. That's 32 years ago. The only other time, it's recent enough, most of you probably remember, 2019. I think they started out 8-0 that year. So we'll see if they can best that. You know, they very well might. They, they don't have the hardest of schedules. You know, the Cincy game looks a lot easier, although Cincy might have gotten their mojo back in this one, right? But th- this 49ers team, it, man, I nobody wants to play them. The Seahawks, good luck winning the division. I know the Seahawks are uh, three and one. They're on their bye this week, very early bye. And guess what? The 49ers play them at the end of the year. So they're going to be a little more tired because it is very tiring to play that many games in a row. You know, they played four games. They have their bye. That means they're now going to have to play 13 straight games without a bye week. And the Niners play them twice towards the end of the season. I think that will end up playing a a big role because the Niners are a physical team. And when you've played that many weeks in a row, you're a little more worn down. So that is definitely something 
to uh, pay attention to as we get to those Seahawks games, assuming the Seahawks can even keep pace. You know, right now the, the Niners are tied for the best record in the NFL, and that's with Philly. Philly's the only other undefeated team. So it, it's a, a real big uh, thing to, to be able to keep pace with da- – uh, not Dallas, sorry, to keep pace with Philly. Like they, they need that number one seed, right? That bye week is going to be huge for the 49ers. They really need to keep it in. And Andre here in the in the comment comments points that out. Philly looks like the only other real team in the NFC. You know, I will say yes. Uh, Philly is five and zero. They have had their struggles. They've managed to come back and win. And in the end, that's all that matters. Uh, I think that that would be a good game. But I think right now the 49ers would have to be favored against them, even though they're the ones that lost the NFC Championship game. Like. Philly does not look as good as the 49ers. No team looks as good as the 49ers. You know, the Cowboys were the only ones that had an argument to say, oh, they've looked dominant because they dominated in some games. Yeah, they lost the Arizona game. But if they had won this game, obviously it'd be a different story, right? Well, it's not. (laughs) The story is the Cowboys are not for real. And the Cowboys better hope they avoid the 49ers in the playoffs because they have they have nothing, no answer for the 49ers. You know, the 49ers are built to beat that team. Like I said, Dallas, I think they think they're a physical team, and they are probably more physical than most teams, but they are that bully at the schoolyard that when they run into somebody that actually knows what they're doing, they get the crap beat out of them because they don't, they don't know how to actually do it. <laughs> and the 49ers are so much more physical. Got another super chat here. Tonio uh, says, celebrating this victory with cookies and ice cream. This isn't just the best team in the league. This is a generational team. Brock is legit. I'm celebrating with a Leinenkugel. Uh, you out there on the West Coast might not know who they are. They are a brewery out of, I think, Wisconsin. I grew up in Indiana. I live in Pennsylvania. Their stuff uh, exists in, in the uh, beer stores around here. So uh, they do a lot of different flavors. This the Summer Shandy, which has a, a lemon flavor to it. So I'll take a celebratory uh, little drink there. But but the uh, 49ers, look, three touchdowns to Kittle, career high. Four touchdowns for Purdy, career high. And they did it against Dallas. Like This is one of those weeks. Enjoy it. Watch all the national media because it's all going to be nothing but great things to say from the national media, right? They're going to be uh, giving out praise to Purdy. They're going to be giving out praise to Shanahan. They're going to be giving out praise to pretty much everybody, right? We got it. <laughs> uh, I like this comment, uh, Nick Ellert, saying Trey Lance gave them all their secrets. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, I guess we should ep- end that ever being a thing again, right? Players don't know. Things change too much. The only thing the player would know is terminology, and you'd have to be a moron to not change your terminology. You know, and that's not just for Trey Lance, right? That's for when people leave, you cut them, they end up with other teams. If you don't change the terminology, you think the non-quarterbacks don't know the terminology? No, they they know the terminology. Uh, look, with 49ers, who, who would you say has a real shot at beating them other than Philly and Kansas City? To me, all the other teams lose nine out of ten times. You know, you, you got the any, any given Sunday part of it, so I'll never say ten out of ten. I don't care how bad you are. I'm not going to say 10 out of 10, but those are the only two teams I think that could legitimately hang. I guess maybe the Bills, because Josh Allen killed the 49ers a couple of years ago. 
but enjoy this. Like that would be my message to the fan base right now. Enjoy this because it's not going to be forever. You know, it might not be this way five years from now. Now with Birdie here, I sure would hope that it lasts, right? But it might not. You, you can't know. And those of us that are old enough, and I freaking hate having to say that now, because uh, I, it, to me, you know, it's not that long ago, but uh, I'm in my upper 30s, so I guess it is. And there's a lot of the fan base, a lot of you listening, might not have gone through the 2003 through up until Harbaugh, right? Those are my kind of formative years. That was the tail end of my high school through college and then a couple of years out of college, right? Those were as dark of days as you can possibly get. They were terrible. <laughs> they were not just bad in terms of talent. They were frustrating. Penalties all the time. Turnovers all the time. They made mental mistakes. You know, they they brought in, you know, offensive coordinator off, after offensive coordinator to try to find the glory days, and it never worked. Those days, you know, it's inevitable. They will come again. So you need to enjoy this because this team – it is right up there with any team, I would say, uh, in the 49ers history. You know, whether or not they can actually stay with the 89 Niners and the 94 Niners, time will tell. You know, a lot can happen. Injuries can happen. Things can happen. But this team certainly has the talent to end up there, to end up in that conversation. And, yes, that would take sealing the deal and actually winning the Super Bowl because you don't get in all-time Niner great conversation without winning a Super Bowl. A couple more super chats. Uh, just to answer this, uh, Shani, yes, he does. Uh, especially when he's not here. <laughs> uh, he asked, is Rob giving you the super chat money? Yes, he is. Uh, he he doesn't have a choice when he's uh, in California. Having probably the time of his life. I texted him some during, during the game, by the way. Um, yeah, the, the whole being with the home crowd thing. He had never gone to a football game. He's gone to one now. And I think he might understand now. I'm hoping he comes on so I can ask him. It is different. You know, he he was of the opinion, why do I ever need to go to a game? Why do I ever need to deal with the hassle of getting to the stadium and, you know, all that? You know, I can watch it just fine on, on my couch. It is different when you're in a home crowd. I will say as somebody that's attended, I think, four away games, most of my games have been away. Like I said, I grew up in the state of Indiana. I, I've only attended one home game, uh, which was actually 10 years ago this week. It, it's different when it's a home team, you know, and you're in that home crowd. I grew up where Purdue is. I went to tons of Purdue home team, home games. Uh, it's a lot more enjoyable than away games. Away games are just different because you don't get that crowd. You don't get that adrenaline. And Rob is now experienced in him. What a game for him to get it, right? 42 to 10, destroying the Cowboys, Sunday night football. He might have an addiction. We might see some gold standard road trips in our future. Uh, it, it well, That's what I'm hoping for, at least, like, any excuse to be able to say, Hey, to my wife, I, I got to go. You know, it's a gold standard thing. You know, <laughs> a couple more super chats. Stetson old says, is there, is there nothing more money than Rob getting to see Darnold and Lance live? Purdy was slain. Even when the Cowboys did their thing, he came back elite. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it, <laughs> The, the fact that he got to see Darnold go into the game and actually attempt to pass, that, that does kind of crack me up a little bit. Uh, he got to see his, his boy, you know. He loves Darnold. You know, if you, if you don't know, he loves Darnold. Oh, ho, ho, I see somebody just popped in, and it's not Michelle. So we're going to 
Adam here. I think he's good. I'm Rob, are you good? Yeah, 11, you got me? Yeah, what are you in a taxi? No, I'm in a rental car. We're driving to the airport. We might miss the flight, but you know, it was worth it. What a what? freaking beatdown. <laughs> it was domination. Levi's is incredible. The stadium was electric. I've thrown my voice out because as we were leaving, I screamed at the top of my lungs. How about them cowboys? It was a it was unbelievable. And I'll just say this for all the cowboys, Jerry Jones. Okay, Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, all of you that said this was a measuring stick, you have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found wanting. So go back to Dallas. You're not in our league. You never were. Kick rocks. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Santa Clara. Uh, it certainly does. I mean, we do have Philly still 5-0, and but... That's the only worry for the one seed, I think. Like, no other team has escaped. Like, this team, it's hard to see that at this point to predict any kind of loss. And like I said on our Gold Standard Show, I'm not predicting a loss until it happens at this point. 15 straight. Like, they're, they're killing teams. This, they're a big, hairy American winning machine. It's unbelievable. I mean, the guys are wide-ass open. There are other guys open that Brock doesn't even hit. It's like more than one guy is open on every play. Drake Greenlaw was incredible tonight. He was everywhere, flying around, almost getting personal fouls on every other tackle. It was it was a, just a destruction. It was an announcement to the rest of the NFC that we are not to be fucked with. <laughs> so uh, you just said the F word, which you never really do. So I let know. me ask, because we got a super chat here. Santiago is wondering, where's drunk Rob? No, drunk Rob is not here. I did not consume a drop of alcohol. At really? The game. I was I was too excited. <laughs> and I got to meet Steph because Steph was there. So I oh, got yeah? to meet her, which is awesome. Her I, I hair said, was immaculate. <laughs> I said, with the way this game went, Sunday Night Football, all of that, this being your first game, it might convince you to do some gold standard road trips in the future. It was unreal. Like, I can't go back to watching the game on regular TV now. I'm ruined. It's so much better when you're there. It's unbelievable. My, my favorite text from Rob, it's literally not a thought I have ever had in my life because I was going to Purdue home games from the time I was 10. So, like, it was just normal to me, you know. But he said, I can see people break open. And I took that as, I guess I never confirmed it. I took that as you can see, like, the wide receivers when they're open before the quarterback yes. can because you have an aerial view at all times. You got an all 22 view at all times. It's different. You can see things that you don't ever get in the broadcast. I, the first touchdown to Kittle, they called hike. And I, and I literally just yelled, he's got him. And I was like, throw the damn ball. And two seconds later, Brock feathered it in there. I mean, it, it's such a different experience when you are there. And we were basically right at the 40 yard line. So like we were equidistant pretty much from both sides of the field. It was fantastic, and I appreciate Kyle Shanahan waiting till the end of the uh, running it down in the third quarter to go to the fourth quarter on the on one of the touchdowns, so it was closer to us, so we got a better <laughs> view of the of the touchdown, and that was friggin' amazing. It was incredible. The 49ers are the best team in the league. Everybody else can go pound rocks, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care who anybody's quarterback is. This team hasn't had a, a bad game. The Chiefs have had bad games this year. Right. Obviously, the Cowboys have had bad games. Cincinnati's looked horrible. Buffalo lost again today. This team is the only one, okay? The only 
one, and they're going to Vegas. Uh, that's it. I'm convinced. They are going to Vegas. And you know what that means? We're, We're going, going to Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, it yeah, is that's, awesome. It, it is. Like, I was saying, like, don't take this for granted. I was talking about, you know, those of us old enough in our upper 30s like we are, we remember that 2003 to, like, 2011 stretch, like, those days will come again at some point. So, like, appreciate yes. this. This was this is the second 5-0 and start since 1991. 32 seasons. It's only the second time that they've gone 5-0 and with the 2019 team being the other. This is this. I mean, it's tied now. Longest winning streak in 49ers history, I believe. Right? 15 straight? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I looked that up. It's seventh in, in NFL history. And if they win one more, I think it goes all the way up to, like, fourth longest ever. Because there's a group of teams. But yeah, that's not the only like that's not that's not the only record you know to talk about. You you got the record. This was Kittle's first ever three touchdown game, Purdy's yep. first ever four touchdown game. So they both set career highs. And then you got the Christian McCaffrey uh T D record. He he got the fifteen uh fourteen straight games now. He can tie the NFL record at fifteen next week, and that's uh OJ Simpson and Riggins. In the same season. Oh wow! Which is odd. And that's against yeah. Cleveland. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough. But have we had any injuries? I remember I saw that Drake Jackson got hurt, but he was the only one that I saw. That was the only one I saw. I haven't heard of any. If people can say in the chat if there were more, I do have some super chats I need to get to before it's been right, too well, long. Yeah, I'll, let uh, you I'll go. pop up this one. Well, that's fine. Uh, Chris Waldell, you know he's a regular. Just saying, he wanted to show some love for me taking over solo tonight. Obviously, I'm not fully solo because you popped in. Michelle might still as well, uh, but he said he personally held this game as a litmus test, officially holding Super Bowl expectations, just the Eagles as an obstacle. I, I think that's the big takeaway tonight, right? Everybody looks at it as the NFC is a two-team race. Nobody else measures up. That's it. Who Who's there? Detroit? Spare me with Detroit. Okay? <laughs> Give me a break with that. There's nobody. There is no one else. This feels so much like 1994 when we just get through the regular season, okay? The regular season is the prelude to what matters. That's where we are right now. They've already got five wins. It's only going to take 10 wins to get to the playoffs in the NFC. They're already halfway there. There's still a lot of cupcakes left on the schedule. It's it now. Everybody, nobody in the league wants to play this team. Nobody. I don't care if you got Josh Allen, whoever. Nobody wants to play this team, and for damn good reason. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would like to see this team face Josh Allen again to see what happens. Is he yep. truly like, all right, he's the one guy that destroys what we have or not? Because the defense has changed. It's not that defense. It's not that scheme anymore, really. You know, it it kind of is because Wilkes was told to kind of utilize – certainly has the wide nine, still uses the, the defensive line scheme. But that's the one thing I'm curious about. A big physical Josh Allen throwing deep, is that the Achilles heel? I don't know. I mean, Dak tried to throw it deep tonight, and he couldn't – I mean – the game script went perfect. What do we say, right? Get up, get the ball first, get up early, get in Dak's head, and that is exactly what happened. He tried throwing deep. His The interception that Gibson had was horrible. He overthrew yeah. the receiver by at least five yards. Well, that was Hufanga. Hufanga on the blitz affected him. You know, Hufanga's great at, the, at time in that blitz, and he got he was just about to grab him when he, when he threw that ball. I think he rushed it. He didn't get to step into it. And when you throw a deep ball and not stepping into it, it it's a recipe for disaster. And the only touchdown, really, that Dallas had was it was a 
beautiful throw from Dak, to be honest. But like, and it was Isaiah the- Oliver. Of course it was, because who else would give up a touchdown? Slot fade, shocker, is there all night. But, I mean, that was a that took a beautiful, perfect throw from Dak for them to get a touchdown. Everything else, I mean, and then you got McCarthy, of course, coaching scared, kicking a field goal because he's a baked potato as a head coach. They're just they're not it. They are not on our level. And you know what? It was damn good to see. <laughs> yeah, you, you picked quite the game. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was jealous seeing – you know, I saw where you were sitting and all that. I actually showed my wife and I said, next game I think I need to make a road trip, you know. I have to go back. I have to go back. It's been 10 years, actually. I got the, the uh, like, flashback on Facebook from my one trip out, out there this week, two days ago. So two days ago, I was out in San Francisco for the first time. Wow. And only time. Well, we're going to be going to Vegas, I think. So we'll have that road trip. <laughs> But let me run. I got to help yep. us get to the airport. But thank you for holding down the ship. Yep. As good, luck, uh, good luck on the flight. <laughs> thank you. If we make it, we'll see. <laughs> we'll step on it. See you. Be safe. Go Niners. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Rob. Uh, I got to catch up on Super Chats. I apologize for not getting to him. Uh, I just kind of wanted to stick with Rob there. But. Uh, we got Antonio back here saying PFF gave Purdy one big time throw BS. Um, depends on their definition of big time throw. I am, to be honest, not a fan of PFF. I, I stopped looking at their stuff a few years ago. I think it's really hit or miss. I think some games they're pretty accurate, and some games you go, clearly somebody didn't watch the game. And one big time throw, it depends on how liberal they are on big time throws. You know, some uh, he made the right throws. And he did throw into some tight windows, but I don't know if they did. They define big time throws. It's got to be you know a certain distance away and you know double coverage or or game situation if that matters at all. I I don't know uh, their definition, but uh, he he was perfect in this game. But it's the only way to put it. Like he was perfect. You know, last week he only had one incompletion. He had a few more tonight, but he was every bit as good tonight as he was last week. Uh, another super chat here from Super Prime. I appreciate the super chats. It says eleven is the goat. Thanks for filling in. Great win. I will not disagree, but uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, another one from uh, I Scott. No more debate. Purdy is the real deal. Yep, I said that last week. Like last week was the kind of cherry on top, finishing it. You know, I, look, I, I will be honest here. Like I preferred to see what Trey Lance had. I was high on Trey Lance. I said in October before he was ever drafted that he was the one person I would look into. I lived in North Dakota during the time that he was there. So, yeah, I had I had some bias there, and I can admit that. But clearly the 49ers made the right choice. We don't know what Lance will end up being, but they got the star that they needed in Purdy. And he's made no mistakes, you know, at this point, you know. Nothing, nothing to cost the team. He still doesn't have an interception. He he's been perfect. He now has with four touchdowns tonight. He now has nine touchdowns on the season on pace for more than thirty, which would be the first time a 49ers quarterback's had thirty passing touchdowns in more than twenty years since Jeff Garcia did it. I think he did it in back to back seasons. Um, another super chat here from King Logan, All Pro Fred, has put his name in the hat for defensive player of the year. Yeah, actually. Made that point. Richard Sherman, Uncle Sherm, tweeted out during the game that that was all pro Fred. I, I think it was when he uh, had his interception. 
And I said that we need, or actually it might've been after uh, his sack. But anyways, I, I retweeted that saying we need to uh, officially petition to change it to defensive player of the year, Fred. You know, the all pro, that that's his baseline now. He is the best linebacker in football. So whether or not he can be the rare linebacker that gets a defensive player of the year, because defensive player of the year takes one of two things, sacks or interceptions, and your middle linebackers don't dominate in that way. So it's really hard for a middle linebacker. I, I can't even tell you the last time one of them got defensive player of the year. But he's certainly deserving of it this year, whether or not he actually has a chance at it. Uh, we got Nick Ellert coming back in, asking my thoughts on the, on Gregory, Randy Gregory trade. Look, I'm, I'm not a huge Randy Gregory fan. I'm not a huge fan of people that have a bunch of red flags in their past. Uh, I don't think he's a huge difference maker. But all that said, the cost is nothing. And I think he certainly adds depth. He might end up being the best option on the edge for us opposite Nick Bosa because other than week one, Drake Jackson hasn't really done much. He's had a couple like really good tip passes or times that he pulled off to to stop a screen, but he, he hasn't been a difference maker. He hasn't even really gotten too many hurries, uh, pressures or hits on the quarterback since then. It just hasn't, hasn't been that kind of difference maker. He's been playing mostly on the passing situations while Cleveland Farrell has played on the uh, more running downs. And Cleveland Farrell, he's kind of in the same boat. I think he's been a little bit worse. I don't think he's been great. Uh, I don't think he's even been good. I think he's been uh, not so bad that you're replacing him, but not so good that you won't replace him. So I can see Randy Gregory coming in and end up getting the bulk of those snaps. Uh, I think it will be probably a pretty heavy rotation between those three, but it could be Gregory getting the majority of them, and he might be the the guy that can come in and actually get, you know, a real pass rush consistently from that spot, which the 49ers, I think, do need. Uh, another super chat here from Chris Waddle. Again, I appreciate the super chats. Last two teams uh, taking a lot of cheap shots at Christian McCaffrey. Um. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen a couple, like, little later hits. Um, a couple times he's been bit backwards when he didn't need to be. But I, I don't think it really goes as far as I would say cheap shots. Uh, I think that goes a little bit too far. But he also kind of brings it on himself because he's he's been talking. You know, the Akella Witherspoon run where they got up and they were jawing each other. Christian McCaffrey initiated that. So, I mean, you kind of reap what you sow. Uh, as, as long as they don't like go and try to intentionally injure, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it cheap shots. And an, another super chat. Sorry, I'm just trying to get through these because we had quite a few while I was talking to Rob come in. Frederick Thomas says, I've seen enough. Levin is the franchise podcaster. Uh, I appreciate that. That came in right at midnight for me on the East Coast. So it is a new day. And uh, I guess I'm the franchise uh, podcaster. So, uh, uh, Rob, when you listen back to this, because I know you will, just keep that in mind, bud. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll remind you on on uh, Thursday on our gold standard. Don't worry, you know I will. <laughs> um, but no, so we can kind of get into more of the details here. The Niners in this game, twenty five first downs, Cowboys eight. Just, they just dominated every statistic. It's actually not the most yards they've had. They had more yards of offense. 
against the Giants, but I think they would have ended up having more yards if they needed them. It's just the game got out of hand and they pulled their starters and they basically said, we're just trying to run it out. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a little shade, I guess, Vish. Uh, I got a, a chat here from Rick G saying, Levin, please give Vish some home decor advice. You know, uh, not my cup of tea to have completely bare walls, but if that's what floats his boat, more power to him, to each their own. He works, he pays for that place, but uh, yeah, it is pretty bare. Uh, you'd think he'd at least, you know, get a couple things there from when he records, but that, that's that's his to do, not mine. Uh, this uh, I want I want to talk about this comment here. Wedge Antilles asks me, <clears throat> says Levin Brock top five quarterback. Uh, I do not go there yet. He has played like one uh, this season, but it, it, it's hard to know whether or not. He's truly top five, and I I think to be top five, I don't know that he ever gets there because I think at all times in the NFL, you're going to have five quarterbacks that are ridiculously good and check every physical box there is. You know, you got the Herberts, you got the Mahomes, the Allens. Um, Lamar had a rough day. Uh, I want to see what he does this season, but previously, certainly. Um, I, I would have a hard time getting Brock ever into the top five just because there's too many really, really, really good quarterbacks that I think if they were, if they had this system, they would do just as well as he is statistically and they bring a different level, but that's not saying he can't be there. And the fact that at, at this point, I would say he's probably top 10. That's a big thing. You know, he, he went from somebody I didn't even really know last preseason you know last preseason it was yeah there's the seventh round guy he'll never make the team and then he ended up making the team and it's like all right well he's never gonna play and then he ended up playing and then he ended up playing better than any quarterback has played for the 49ers since maybe goes far back as Steve Young him and Jeff Garcia kind of Jeff Garcia had some times there but Jeff Garcia also um I'm old enough to remember Jeff Garcia had a bad habit of not being clutch. He would miss the throws when you needed them. Um, but he is top 10, I think, at this point. I think it's safe for you to be able to say he's top 10. I'm going to take a sip of my beer right now because I've been talking a lot and my voice is starting to go. So sorry for that because that certainly probably didn't look or sound good. But uh, it tasted good. I can tell you that. Um, Brock right now, I, I put him in my top 10. I Barely inside top 10. I would say basically anywhere between 8 to 12, I'm okay with. I'm not going to argue. If you go lower than 12, I might start to you know chirp. If you go higher than 8, mm, I might question if that's a little too early. Uh, another super chat, Chris Maldonado in. says, Levin, the truth, black is the goat. Again, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I like to make jokes. I'm certainly not the goat, but uh, I do think I'm pretty decent at it. So I'll, I'll take the compliment. Um, I, I am a perfectionist when I actually end up posting. It, it's kind of a, a weird flip of uh, my mind. When I am hosting, I'm a perfectionist. I'm like Rob. I want everything to be perfect. When I'm the co-host, I want to make it kind of go off script. I want to make it a little different and change it up and you know, give that little things that make it truly a unique show. Uh, so 
tonight I'm hosting. So tonight I'm being more serious and I'm not goofing around as much. So apologize if you're somebody, you know, the one person in the world that loves my humor, my dad jokes. <laughs> we got another chat here, Anthony Blakely. I don't want to hear another negative word about Brock Purdy and our 49er team. Not another negative word, especially from Grant Cohn. Well, uh, certainly this week, Grant isn't going to be able to say anything. Four touchdowns. Like I said, he's on pace to set the franchise record. He's on pace for 4,321 yards. He's on pace for the first 30 touchdown season from a quarterback since Jeff Garcia over 20 years ago. He's just, there's nothing you can say, right? Uh, you can pop up here with Ayuk uh, from Andre saying Ayuk is always open. That is definitely true. And I think that has certainly helped. I'll say this. Purdy has gone to Ayuk and looks to Ayuk. I think Ayuk's probably his safety blanket, him and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, in a way that Jimmy didn't. And that was always the perplexing thing about Jimmy. Why not, why, why not go to Ayuk? You know, he's going to be consistently open, but you know, that's about as much as I want to talk about Jimmy anymore. Uh, Purdy does the right things at the right time. He knows where his reliable targets are. He looks, he'll give a look at Ayuk hey, is he actually open or did he get double coverage? Oh, he's not? Okay, now I'm going to look down to Christian McCaffrey. I'm talking about when it's been, you know, two plus seconds and he's already kind of started to go through and and things are starting to, you know, uh, break down and it's kind of a broken play. I think he does look to Ayuk. And I think uh, he his timing with Ayuk is on another level because he's constantly hitting Ayuk just as he breaks open. And that's no small thing. That is a big thing that normally takes a while to develop, and certainly Ayuk has that with Brock. Um, again, I know this is an instant reaction, so I don't want to get too far into bigger picture things. This is about the Cowboys, but boy, five games in, I don't know the Niners have ever looked better after five games than this year. Like I said, they've only had – one other year that they started 5 and 0 since 1991 and that was 2019 they weren't dominating like this in 2019 i think with this win the niners are now almost 100 uh points up on point differential 100 points after 5 games they're averaging a win by nearly 20 points like like i said just try to try to have some perspective i know it's hard in the moment and I'm not always the best at it either, but this is truly a special thing. This this start to a season is something I guarantee you 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, you're going to look back and go, God, I remember that season. That was great. I wish we could have another year like that, right? That's what this start of the season is. It is truly a special start to the season where everything is clicked. Everything's been great. Uh even injuries have been minor, which is really rare for the 49ers. So just that that's my message this week to myself. I'm going to constantly be reminding myself, like, boy, remember how that felt on Sunday? Because that's not going to happen all that many times again. You know, that, that that's something that doesn't happen, you know, every single season. Chris Waldell back with a super chat. Might have missed you talking about it, but we did lose Banks with a biceps injury. Haven't heard how bad, but he didn't play the entire second half. Yeah, I, I had forgotten. I remember him getting hurt uh, right towards the end and getting and coming out. Uh, I did not know it was a biceps injury. Uh, I've been 
pretty much doing this since we came on and being by myself, I can't really look at Twitter. Um, but hopefully it's not too serious. I think the Niners can get by without him for a while, but certainly going to need him because uh, honestly the right guard position might be the weakest spot. So you don't want the left guard becoming weak as well. And that left side of the line, that's where Christian McCaffrey has been finding Pater often. He's had a lot of plays, obviously, to go outside of Trent Williams, but he's also had a lot of plays that are going inside of the tackle and uh, the left guard of Banks because those two have been really good and they've been able to create lanes for Christian McCaffrey. So hopefully it's nothing uh, too big. I'm going to take another sip here as I look at the comments here before we wrap up, but uh i i want to say that you're you might be 30 plus years old here spooky kabuki says it's almost weird to see them be so dominant it's nice and relaxing the reason why i say you might be 30 plus is because i think a lot of the 49er fans that are of that age that remember the years i talked about 2004 to 2010 they have that kind of mentality like they're always waiting on something to drop something to ruin it you know, there were multiple years. We, we saw it with how fast things turned around those years that the team had talent and they kept failing. And then they finally got an actual head coach in Harbaugh and suddenly they were a dominant team and won a bunch of won, uh, a bunch of games. So, uh, yeah, they're dominant. There's nothing else to say about it. They are as dominant as you can get. They are beating the crap out of people. And I think everybody in the league is looking. Uh, th- there's one thing I want to end here with, and that is I hope somebody asked in the post-game press conference about that flea flicker touchdown to Kittle. Because I don't know if you saw it, but on Twitter it was pointed out just a, a few hours earlier, Detroit went, ran an identical play. And the reason why that's noteworthy because it, it, it's not a common play. It's not it's not one that two teams would likely have in their game plan. And that was, you know, they snapped the ball. They hand it off to Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey pitches it to Debo, who's coming around on a reverse, who then pitches it back to Purdy for the flea flicker to Kittle. Literally ran that identical play for Detroit. And I want to say it was maybe five minutes prior to that, the broadcast mentioned the play sheet of Kyle Shanahan, which if you've ever noticed, it's handwritten. And they talked about how Kyle said he changes the game plan, is constantly watching film and looking for little tweaks and little things to do all the way up until game time. So that tells me that he probably watched that Detroit game, saw that play and thought, I wonder if we can work that in tonight. And then he did. And then it scored a touchdown. And that, to me, shows, one, the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan, the willingness to see somebody else and steal it, you know, because that's what the NFL is. Everybody, Everybody's a copycat, so why not go do it? And two, that's not an easy play to pull off. There's all kinds of ways that that play could get ruined and end up being a, a turnover and everybody going, what the hell were you running? But the players pulled off, and I don't think that's something that they probably practiced all week, so... Yeah, uh, that, that's the point I want to leave you with. Kyle Shanahan is the real deal. Purdy is the real deal. Christian McCaffrey is the real deal. 
the offense might be the most unstoppable offense in the NFL and right up there with any of the 49ers great offenses because this team just moves the ball. They've scored, uh, they scored what, six touchdowns in this game? They scored five touchdowns last week. That makes uh, for 11 straight touchdowns, and they had one to end the week before. So 12 straight scoring drives have been touchdowns. They haven't had to settle for a field goal in quite some time, and that's not something that happens too often because in previous years, they were settling for field goals. They were a below-average red zone team. This year, they're finishing the drives and getting touchdowns, and that's why they're scoring 30-plus points every single week. And boy, is that nice. After years of mediocrity of offense, we have an offense that's scoring 30 points every single week, and it feels good. And it feels good to be 5-0, and and that's what I want to end you with. I appreciate everybody that showed up, everybody in the chat. Sorry I didn't get to the chat quite as much as I wanted to. Um, I appreciate the super chats. Those were very welcome. And look, I'll be back Thursday with Rob. We got full slate this week, as we always do. Vish on Monday. You got Steph and Jason on Tuesday. You got Cone and uh, his twin uh, brother from another mother, Rob, on Wednesday. Myself on Thursday and Michelle on Friday. And then we got another game. So stay tuned. Again, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, What a week. What a game. It's after midnight, and I'm going to go to bed. So, again, peace out, and thanks for watching.